What is up, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the All Access Sports Podcast. I am Sam Mefford, and today I am joined by Andrew and Aiden, as always. Um, Andrew, I'm just going to go right to you. Your Ohio State Buckeyes catching a huge dub against the Clemson Tigers. What are your thoughts from that game? Yeah, uh, just a super convincing win. I mean, uh, both sides of the ball played really well. And uh, all, all of our weaknesses basically became uh, strengths. I mean, Justin Fields was playing terrible up to that point. I wouldn't even say terrible, but his Northwestern game was just atrocious. And for him to come back, take that hit, um, take that huge hit that could have been, been a really bad injury and come back and play like that, throw four touchdowns from then, it's just crazy. And I thought our D-line pressure was amazing. Uh, our cornerback play wasn't the best. I thought Seven Banks was good. Uh, but I'm sure everyone here has seen the, the Sean Wade slander. But um, yeah, I mean, I was just super impressed with this team, and I'm so I'm really proud of them. Yeah, just a great performance by Ohio State, like all around. I wouldn't even say like specific positions. Just I feel like the entire team, like you could really just see all the chemistry they had everywhere. And Fields, just bro, he's just big time warrior. It's crazy. Like I had no idea he was. I, like I thought he was going to just be gone for the rest of the game but like he wanted to win that game so bad because it meant so much for him yeah and you could absolutely tell that this was a team that had been um, feeding off of motivation from last year's game Um, just seemed like everything aligned up and this was by far probably their best game in two to three years just overall so um, you know Ryan Day did a great job of getting this team fired up and ready to go and they most definitely shocked the world um, from what everybody was projecting heading into this one. Um, with that, so today we are going to be going over, kind of previewing the Alabama-Ohio State National Championship game, um, kind of going through some key matchups, what to expect in this one. And um, honestly, I'm just going to say it. I mean, how much of a chance does Ohio State have of stopping Alabama in this one? Um, we doubted them before, but uh, it's going to be hard to – put faith in them this week where should we start with this game um how about all of us start with our predictions and all of us go more uh in depth about them that's fine yeah let's just do that um we'll start with you Aiden I hate to say that Ohio State's not going to win this because they looked stellar but I mean they're playing Alabama who has I feel like every weapon possible that is just unbelievable like they have unlimited amount of weapons on their team. It's just hard to beat them. But I think Ohio State will make it a game. So for, I think at this moment, I'm going to go Alabama by like 10. I think it'll be actually a really good game. Yeah, I and mean, that's a fair pick for sure. And uh, I'm sure you guys saw last week, I didn't pick Ohio State to win. And it, it's not because I didn't have a lot of faith in them. I mean, I just like, I don't want to call it reverse psychology, but I, genu- I genuinely had a feeling that Clemson would win. Uh, and I'm going to go with the same. I'm going to go with Bama. But I think Ohio State puts up a huge fight, uh, makes it a really close game. And, you know, it's just hard to stop a team who has the best wide receiver in the country, the best running back in the country, and the best cornerback in the country. And uh, Patrick, Patrick Sertain, Najee Harris, and Devontae Smith. So it's just super hard to stop. Um, but I'm really excited. I mean, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but I saw a stat. Um, Ryan Day and Urban Meyer are a combined 7-1 and one when they're underdogs in games. Uh, so I'm just really excited. Uh, yeah, and I'm expecting the same thing as you guys. I'm going to go Alabama by – we'll just go seven. I think that's what the spread is. But 
like you kind of hinted on, Andrew, like this team is just so talented. And all the guys last year from this Alabama defense that really had them in bad shape have kind of finally got over that hump and have uh, gained some, you know, experience playing for this defense. And we've really started to see that take shape, especially last week against Notre Dame. Um, So I feel like both units are kind of coming together, hitting their stride at once. Um, So I'm going to go Alabama. Um, Let's kind of go through some matchups. So for this, we're just going to compare each of these position groups. Um, Start with quarterback, uh, Mac Jones or Justin Fields? Justin Fields, any day of the week. I'm going to go Fields. I just think uh, Mac Jones has way better weapons, but that's no disrespect to Mac Jones. Fields has been playing like crazy recently. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure this would have been more of a debate had Fields not just totally obliterated um, everything last week and just looked so, so dang good. Um, I'm going to go Fields as well. You know, Mac Jones has probably had a better year this year, but overall Fields is the better prospect and just the better overall player. Uh, running back, I know, Andrew, I know what you're going to say because you just said Najee was best in the country, but um, we got Sermon, who's one of the hottest players in the country, and then Najee Harris. What about you, Aiden? Yeah, I'm going to roll with Najee, but Sermon, again, like just like the uh, Mac Jones of Fields, like they're both just heating up at the perfect time. Like Sermon had a crazy game against Northwestern and kept it up against Clemson. I mean, he just – He's crazy, but Najee Harris, like Angie already said, he's one of the best in the nation. Yeah, I think Najee Harris is the better player, but like at the moment, I would take Trey Sermon just because of uh, how much intensity he's brought to the field, just like breaking tackles, like all that, and um, just playing a completely different ball game than, than he did in the first four or five games of the season. Um, but yeah, I think Najee's the better overall player, but. Uh, I could see Trey Sermon having the having the bigger uh, game next week. Yeah, kind of on that point, like I think Najee's the best player out of all three of the running backs that are going to be playing. But um, the combination of Teague, who I mean is a viable option, he was a great backup last year, and then like you said, Trey Sermon, probably the hottest player in the country. Um, just that kind of one-two punch is I would probably put at a higher playing field than. I would uh, solo for Najee Harris. So um, I'm going to go Ohio State with that one. Um, Receiver, I mean, this is one of the better receiver matchups we've seen in a long time. Um, You know, Jalen Waddell knows Devontae Smith on his Instagram. I'd like posted a video saying like, he'll be back. Um, And there's speculation that maybe Waddell would return for this game, but obviously that's probably in doubt. Um, Regardless, uh, who do you think have the better receivers? Obviously, the stats are a little weird this year with uh, the limited games, but Devontae Smith is probably the Heisman. Um, I'm not really sure how their other receivers are outside of Waddle and Smith, uh, but when, when you have a guy going for 150 a game and three touchdowns, that's really hard to stop. Yeah, uh, I mean, like you said, Devontae Smith's just – he's – probably bound to win the Heisman. And I feel like if he doesn't, something is going wrong. I mean, they also have uh, John Mechie third, and also Waddle. Um, I don't know, Ohio State's uh, receiving corpse is also really talented. But, I mean, the fact that Devontae is, like, the best – one of the best players and probably the best player in the nation is kind of hard to top uh, the receiving corpse. But uh, Ohio State has some really good receivers like Olave, Wilson, and 
Uh, also, guys like Najiba and uh, what's this guy? Uh, Williams, isn't it? Jameson Williams. Is it? Jameson Williams. And I feel like they have so much talent on that side of the ball. It's hard to get it to everyone. Like, you have guys like uh, Julian Fleming, who is one of the top players in the country. He's top three, I think. And he was number one on some sites. Uh, he, he probably has about 15 receptions on the year. And I'm not, I don't even know if he scored a touchdown. Um, but just having a guy like that as your wide receiver four or five, that's just crazy considering his talent and his skill level. And people have con- compared him to guys like uh, Julio with, with, with his size and strength and uh, agility. Yeah, um, like Jamison Williams, you mentioned, he's kind of emerged as um, the wide receiver three in this team. And um, most definitely Ohio State has the better depth at the position. But, um, you know, Devontae Smith is such a game changer and he's going to affect so much of the play calling from the defensive side of the ball for Ohio State that, um, you know, I got to hand it to them because he's just such a playmaker. And then guys like John Mechie, he's emerged in the absence of Jalen Waddle, but he's not just a great route runner, great um, ball catcher, but he's also a great blocker. And we've kind of seen that taking shape when, you know, Devontae Smith gets loose and everything. So um, I'm going to have to hand it to, uh, to Alabama for the receivers. Um, you know, a lot of this we talk about, all these great players on both sides of the ball. Um, These are two teams that are very good at recruiting. And one spot where they're extremely good is the offensive line, two of the top offensive lines in the country. Um, Aiden, who do you think has that matchup? Well, I can really just speak for some Ohio State fans because I remember I've just been in chats with my friends and personally thinking Ohio State, uh, at times their line wasn't the best but really it's kind of like sermon and really they just started to heat heat up at the perfect times uh really helps sermon but also i know alabama's o-line really provides a lot of help but i just think like the amount of strength that they uh really provided for sermon and like the, the big games they've had recently uh i'm gonna take them for now yeah and um I'm not sure how Alabama's O-line is. I, I've watched some of their games, but not a lot. Uh, but just seeing some of the stats that Najee Harris uh, puts up is crazy. Uh, but obviously, Ohio State has guys like Wyatt Davis and uh, a ton of other guys in that line who are former five-stars. And um, Our left guard was actually out for the game against Clemson. So our second string came in, got hurt, and our third string was a five-star number nine in the player, number nine player in the country last year who came in as a freshman and uh, provided pretty well for us in that second quarter when our left guard went down. One thing that really stood out in that Clemson-Ohio State game is just the pressure difference from both sides, uh, from both defenses. Like, um, Ohio State's O-line was doing such a great job of allowing fields to have a ton of time in the pocket. On the other hand, um, Ohio State's D-line was pressuring Lawrence so much that he was hardly getting throws off at times. Um it goes to show how good this Ohio State defense is. Uh, sorry. It goes to show how good this Ohio State offensive line is. And, um, you know, if they keep playing like this, then Sermon will continue to have a heyday, especially against, you know, not a great um, run defense for Alabama. Um, so, you know, that's definitely one of the matchups to watch out for because if they can get rolling, um, they're going to be hard to stop. Yeah, if, if Ohio State's O-line can provide a lot of uh, holes against a – I would say a, a decent de- run defense in Alabama. I mean, uh, anything can really happen because Sermon, I mean, you saw him against Clemson. Clemson's run D is pretty, uh, pretty good. But um, 
like Sermon, just if he if the O line, which which what they've done recently, yeah, that's just the the big matchup because I feel like whoever wins that matchup has like it it really helps them tremendously. Yeah. Do you have anything to say, Andrew? Yeah, I was gonna say um, we had tons of guys step up like uh, Tyreek Smith, uh, Justin Hilliard, both had huge games and. Um, you know, I, I didn't think our linebacker play was amazing with Tough Borland and Pete Warner. Um, but, yeah, our D-line was just phenomenal. Like, so many pressures. Uh, two forced fumbles against Trevor Lawrence, who's a really big dude and is really hard to make fumble. Um, so, yeah, I was definitely impressed with them. The last thing before we kind of wrap this up, give me one thing for both sides that they need to do in order to win this ball game. We'll start with you, Aiden. For Ohio State, I think the key is just looking back at the O-line. Like, if they can limit all the pressure um, from Alabama and just continue to find holes on the offensive side uh, for Sermon, I think that's going to play a huge role. Because, I mean, you saw the amount of time Fields had against Clemson, and he was just dropping dime after dime. So, uh, I think that's a big key for Ohio State. I would say for Ohio State, just hold Devontae Smith to under 100 yards. Like, whatever you can do. And I don't care if that's double teaming or whatever, because, like, it's pretty obvious that Max Jones, like, number one go-to target is Devontae Smith, whether that's red zone, uh, open field, or anything. It really doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah. And then for Alabama, I would say um, Ohio State's offense just looks so strong right now. I mean, uh, Trey Sermon and Master Teague weren't that good in the first half, and Justin Fields was phenomenal. And that actually flipped in the second half, where Justin Fields wasn't as good, and uh, Master Teague and Trey Sermon stepped it up. Um but yeah, I mean, last uh, weekend against Clemson, both uh, both sides played really well against one of the best teams in the country, and they dropped forty nine on the second ranked defense in the country, and uh, that defensive coordinator is probably the most valued defensive coordinator in football and the most talented. Uh, so I'm just, I would just say, uh, try to hold Trey Sermon as as much as you can. Aiden, what do you think Bama needs to do to win this game? <laughs> I think they have some uh, multiple things they got to do. I think really is just getting the ball a lot to Devontae Smith and Najee Harris, just getting the, the football to the people that you trust the most. But also I would say just don't be too predictable because I know sometimes I was watching the Notre Dame game and there were some passing plays that just looked like it was bound to go to, to Devontae Smith and some like obvious run formations. So I would just say if because if, if they're too predictable, I mean, it just makes it easy for the defense. So if they can be really unpredictable with their, uh, the way they scheme their offense uh, can really help them and just also can really help the defense because then if, they're, if their offense is thriving, then make, it puts a lot of less pressure on the defense. Yeah, um, all of those were very great points. I mean, um, you know, this is just a pretty unpredictable matchup, especially if we were – talking about this before that Clemson-Ohio State game. For Alabama, I think one thing they need to do is just be themselves and not force anything. You know, guys like Sean Wade, um, you know, they like to jump routes a lot. And um, if Sean Wade's going to be jumping routes and Mac Jones is going to be throwing it to where it should go, then that's a chance at pick sixes and other problems that the Alabama offense does not want to find themselves going through. Um, uh, another bright side of that though, is like, if, you know, Sean Wade's going to bite on all these, all these routes, then, you know, you could just hit a pump fake and have Devonte Smith fly. Um, that's where one of those things where I'm not sure how much, um, 
way is going to be doing that because, you know, Devontae Smith is such a playmaker. But uh, they just need to stay disciplined and continue doing their thing. Um, on the Ohio State side, I think kind of like what you said, Aiden, they need to protect Fields because if Fields gets all the time he needs, then he's going to be hard to stop. And, you know, Patrick Sertain is a great corner, but other than that, there's not a whole lot of guys behind him that are going to be relied on or be trusted in this situation where they need to be um, great stopping these Ohio State receivers. So um, if Fields can just stay contained, one thing I'd kind of like to see from Ryan Day is him to – you know, get rid of that QB runs. I mean, they're effective at times, but sometimes it feels like he's doing it a little bit too much and um, it's pretty predictable at points. So um, get rid of that and just let him scramble, let him throw the ball and, uh, you know, a good load of Trey Sermon will definitely have them in the right, in the right direction. Yeah, and I think Ohio State's mix of running and passing was really good last time. I mean, it's, it was 39 or something, and they just ran the ball up the middle, got an easy 12 yards. Um, so that was a pretty bold play call, uh, but it, it definitely worked. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, well, that is it for us. You know, this is going to be a fun week. We have NFL wild card starting, and then, you know, the college football playoff is this weekend. So um, just enjoy it while you can. We hope you guys enjoy um, and you know Andrew's gonna be rooting for the Buckeyes um Aiden's probably gonna be rooting for Bama and um I'll probably join him on that side but other than that thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you soon peace